Here's a message from Ken Lavica. The last two days have made me question everything I ever thought I knew about college football. Tina hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. We sat here for damn near an hour yesterday and talked about shocking coaching departures. All of it based off of Lincoln Riley leaving his cushy job at Oklahoma to go to a diminished USC. And then what does LSU do? They steal Brian Kelly from Notre Dame. What is happening? Are there any destination jobs left in college football? Ken Levick alive Tuesday here on ESPN 106.3, the free ESPN app. And on your smart speaker in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, off of the cool yet sunshiny Intracoastal. It is Tuesday. I, I totally forgot to take out the garbage this morning. That's going to be a problem when I get home tonight. Christina Costanza, Tina home team. You'll hear her again at 3 o'clock with Josh and Dean on the home team, but she is kind enough to grace me with her presence and help me out until 1 o'clock. Thank you, Tina. You're so welcome, and you're definitely going to get in trouble when you get home for not taking out the Josh. Tuesdays are my garbage days, too. Well, we do Tuesday and Friday, so at least I have like a backup uh, backup day. Friday's recycling as well, Oh, um, but uh, still going to get in trouble. All right, so I don't know what's happening. I, I, I don't quite understand what we're seeing right now in college football. But I'm starting to get the sense that this is unprecedented. Will it open a Pandora's box of just constant coaching movement? Like This resembles European soccer, where you just go chase the biggest dollar amount. But at least in European soccer, there are these massive names, Manchester United, or Juventus, or the, these, these gigantic clubs where there's the prestige of being a part of them that is a part of the draw. Just so happens they can pay the most, but being part of that prestige means something. We're in a spot with college football now where I don't actually know if prestige matters any longer. This isn't a conversation about loyalty or sticking it out at a school, or sticking it out at a program. This is a conversation about whether or not in modern-day college football there are any more destination jobs left. I think what comes off is so shocking and so stunning and so surprising about the last couple of days is that we've never quite seen a scenario where powers, powerhouses, football factories, year after year, national championship contenders are being raided and raided by programs where you're not actually sure that these are better situations for ex-coach. Think about it. Could you imagine Oklahoma, where Lincoln Riley has in five seasons 
gone to three college football playoffs, has won four Big 12 championships. Could you imagine Lincoln Riley gets a Saturday phone call from USC, a program that really hasn't done any winning since Pete Carroll left and they were put on probation and Reggie Bush got in trouble and you go down the line. They haven't won since then. In fact, the most winning they actually did came after Lane Kiffin was fired on the tarmac and... Then an interim won a couple of games. And then Steve Sarkeesian was drinky and drunk and fired. And Ed Orgeron took over and nearly earned himself the USC job before going to LSU. Like that's the most winning USC has done. And they make a phone call to a guy who wins his conference championship every year and competes for a national championship every year. And that guy says, yeah, I'll come coach you. Like, that's stunning in and of itself. USC pulled off a coup. But then, it not only happened once, it happened less than 24 hours later, where LSU rocked by accusations of poor behavior from their previous coach, Les Miles. The savior at Orgeron comes in, the man from the bayou, leads LSU to a national championship, but that honeymoon lasted the snap of a finger because he's reportedly bringing girlfriends to practice and he doesn't care about coaching the team anymore and the team craters and they start losing, so he gets let go. So what does LSU do? Legendary Notre Dame. Hey, you know what? We're going to go take their coach, the clean-cut, buttoned-up Brian Kelly. And Brian Kelly at Notre Dame with all of that tradition, all of that prestige, all of that winning, double-digit wins in his last five, double-digit wins in seven of his years at Notre Dame. And LSU calls and says, you want to be our coach? That's my, my, best, my best Cajun impression. <laughs> and Brian Kelly says yes. He said yes to leave Notre Dame. Notre Dame has never had a coach leave to go somewhere else. It's Notre Dame. That's Rudy. That's Touchdown Jesus. That's South Bend. That's Eric Parsegan. That's Newt Rockney. That is college football. And Brian Kelly said, no, nah, I'm good. I'm going to go to the SEC. And that's where we're at now in college football in 2021. Me growing up, Young Ken with the big ears and the gangly arms and the nerd who watched college football all the time. There were jobs that were always destinations. And when that job was open, it was a massive deal. Notre Dame's at the top of the list. I remember how big it was growing up in Chicago when Lou Holtz ended his tenure at Notre Dame. I remember how massive that was. Because he won a national championship. He was a hero. And now the Notre Dame was, job was open. Nebraska was another one of those jobs. You had to go there. Because that's college football. USC became that when Pete, Gar- uh, Pete Carroll lifted it back to prominence. Miami. Destination job. Alabama. Destination job. But now, in back-to-back days, we have the head coach of Oklahoma going to coach USC, and we have the head coach of Notre freaking Dame 
going to LSU. And we're talking huge money. And so I'm just wondering, has money now washed out the thought that there are any destination jobs left in college football? Is there anything to be said for prestige any longer in college football? Is Ohio State still a destination job? And sorry, Canes fans, but Miami, that's not a destination job for the biggest names in the sport. But apparently USC is. Are there any destination jobs left in college football? And I think it's a serious, legitimate question now because Notre Dame just lost its coach to what you could argue is, yes, a program capable of winning national championships, but also a program that more often than not lives in the second tier of the SEC. Are there any destination jobs left in college football? What are those destination jobs? Because I don't think those exist anymore. When Notre Dame gets poached, the idea of a destination job, of a dream job, that's dead. Are there any destination jobs left in college football? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us, at ESPN West Palm. Are there any destination jobs left in college football? We spent the last couple of weeks putting Miami up against Ole Miss or putting Miami up against LSU or putting Miami up against USC. And it's become clear that in in this day and age in college football, that 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 you logo, that you brand that remember the echoes of the Orange Bowl, that 2001 greatest football team ever assembled, I don't think that matters anymore. When Brian Kelly, who is largely done, and I don't love Brian Kelly. I don't love Brian Kelly. I think he's smarmy. I think he's dishonest. He allows student managers to go up 50 feet in the air and high winds and they die and he says, oh, not my fault. Uh, He's not a great dude. But Brian Kelly's done a really good coaching job at Notre Dame. He's gone to two college football playoffs. He's been in a national championship game. It's not, it's not like Miami, because in Notre Dame, not only do they have tradition, but they also still win. Miami doesn't win, but they have the tradition. So that's fine. You can sit there and think that Miami is a destination job, but it's clear it's not. But one of the reasons now, maybe the new destination job in college football is who's going to pay the most. And Miami ain't paying anyone what USC's given Lincoln Riley. Miami ain't paying anyone what LSU is given Brian Kelly. Maybe the new destination job is money. Maybe it has nothing to do with location any longer. Maybe that's just a small part of it. But I assure you, if Lincoln Riley was not getting $110 million in his new contract at USC, if Lincoln Riley was not having both of his houses in Norman, Oklahoma, paid for by USC, if Lincoln Riley 
wasn't having a $6 million mansion bought for him by USC. If Lincoln Riley wasn't being given use to a private jet 24-7 for his family at USC, the weather wouldn't matter. Lincoln Riley wouldn't be going to USC. Miami, not doing that. Uh Uh-uh. Brian Kelly, he's making damn near $15 million a year now at LSU. Baton Rouge becomes a lot more attractive than being at Notre Dame when you're making almost $15 million a year. Miami ain't doing that. Are there any destination jobs left in college football? I don't think so, just based purely on prestige, on tradition, on geographic location. Huh, but we're in a fertile recruiting ground. It doesn't matter. It never mattered. You got to pony up. That's where the destination lies now. Destination equals dollar signs. Destination job no longer equals what did you do 20 years ago. Are there any destination jobs left in college football? If so, what are they? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Hit us up on Twitter. We'll get to your tweets in a moment at ESPN West Palm. Tina, where are we starting? Brian in Boca. Brian's in Boca. Brian, you're on Ken Levick Alive. What's going on, Brian? Hey, I, I, think, you're, I think you're missing the point a little bit okay. on the destination. Now... Because these coaches leave, another coach comes up. And who's to say Luke Fickle comes in at Notre Dame, and that's his destination job. It's college football coaching is turnkey. We all know that. They're there for a short time. But it's in the perspective of the guy coming in. Is that his destination spot? Because one guy left for a new destination. Personal preference, and Brian Kelly, uh, eight weeks ago, or eight days ago, basically said, I would never leave Notre Dame. I'm sorry, eight days ago said, yeah, I would never leave Notre Dame. I would never leave Notre Dame. And then what happened? LSU came with the money. So Notre Dame certainly seemed like the dream job when, and you mentioned Fickle, Brian Kelly came from the same place. Cincinnati. Yeah. That's the dream job. So what's to say that Fickle at some point isn't going to be, if he goes to Notre Dame, because I feel like he may be deep in his heart holding out for something at Ohio State. I feel like that might be the final destination and appreciate the call. Sure, you can sit there and say, yeah, that's my dream job. That's the destination. That's where I want to be. That's where my heart lives. Do you think when Lincoln Riley took the Oklahoma job, he thought to himself, that he would ever be leaving Oklahoma? Do you think after going to -to -to back-to-back-to-back college football playoffs, Lincoln Riley ever thought that he would be leaving Norman, a place where you win a championship constantly, a place where you're going to the SEC in just a couple of years? Do you think Brian Kelly, when he left Cincinnati to go to Notre freaking Dame, said, ah, you know, at some sometime down the road, I'm sure I'll be wooed out of here by an SEC job. No. So you can't just automatically say that, yeah, Notre Dame would be Ryan Fickle's dream job because we thought it was Brian Kelly's dream job. And again, eight days ago, Brian Kelly talked about how he would never leave Notre Dame. Yet today, Jack Swarbuck, the AD at Notre Dame, had a press conference and he said that he could get the sense that Brian Kelly was distracted 
over the last several weeks, and there might have been people talking in his ear. Here's the exact quote from Brian Kelly eight days ago where he was asked about ever leaving Notre Dame. He said, nope, I never see it unless a fairy godmother comes by with that $250 million check, end quote. Well, guess what? That fairy godmother was purple and gold, and that fairy godmother had a contract with almost $15 million a year in it, and that was enough to get him to leave Notre Dame. I don't know Luke Fickle. I'm sure he's a great guy. But that quote, and then eight days later, what Brian Kelly did, that suggests to me that every college football coach, no matter the cushy Power 5 national championship potential winning job they have, money still talks. And that's what college football has become. That's what the market dictates now. This sport that we love, this sport that we gamble on, this sport that we pledge our allegiances to. It's all dictated by big cash now and who's going to coach your team and who isn't. And I don't know if it's damaging for college football, but I do know that's the new reality is that this is money. It's no longer about the hallowed halls of Lincoln, Nebraska, or the powerful tradition of Notre Dame, or the allure of the swag at the U. It has nothing to do with any of those things, and it's can you pay? Can you pay? And this always goes back to the Canes, who, by the way, still have a coach. They can't pay. And that's why they're not going to get their big-timer unless it's Cristobal. Are there any destination jobs left in college football? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Are there any destination jobs left in college football? If so, what are they? Because I have my doubts now after Brian Kelly leaves Notre Dame. Leaves Notre Dame to go to what is right now currently a second tier SEC team, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Ken Levick Alive is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. No second tier there. That's top tier all the way. In fact, number 19 internationally in sport business rankings of the top MBA sport management programs across the the world. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Why are they ranked so high? Why are they recognized internationally? Well, that's easy. They have professors that are in the sports industry. Dr. Jim Reardon, the man who runs the program in Boca, has all the connections you need for the finest internships, the ins into the sports industry. With the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, the potential of a dream job makes it a reality. It's no longer a dream when you have one foot in the sports industry simply by getting into the FAU MBA Sport Management Program and getting your MBA in sport management at Florida Atlantic. 22 years of doing it. The results speak for themselves. Hundreds of graduates that have gone on to a job in the sports industry, in the pros, in college, at the local level, across the board. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Find out more. You can take classes remotely or on campus in Boca. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. That's FAU.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. 
Are there any destination jobs left in college football? What are those destination jobs? Because I think that thought is gone, thanks to Lincoln Riley and Brian Kelly. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, and tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Who's the best fit and the worst fit for their no, their new school with this entire carousel going on? We'll talk about that next. Tina hanging out. Christina Costanza, the home team. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. Notre Dame just had its coach poached. Did you ever think you'd see the day? No matter what you think about Notre Dame, and I happen to not be a big fan of Notre Dame, but that's Notre Dame still. Like that's, I mean, Tina. I knew Notre Dame. Yeah, like you, when I was a child, they were a big deal. You're not a. You've been fed the. You were fed the the Rudy propaganda, which is how you knew Notre Dame. But you know Notre Dame. Like that's just a. It's a name synonymous with with football. Yes. Yes. Man, destination jobs are a myth now. Destination jobs don't actually exist now. In college football. If you think that's wrong, I'd love to hear you pitch your case for an Ohio State or I don't know, like again, like Texas. You think Sark is enjoying his time in, in Austin right now? You think that's fun for him? Losing seven in a row? Making a lot of money. Think he's having fun though? I don't know if there's a destination job anymore. What are the destination jobs left in college football? What are they after Notre Dame gets its coach plucked? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And again, on Twitter, at ESPN West Palm. want to tell you about my boy, Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attorneys. I know that you hear a lot about personal injury attorneys. You drive down the road. And you see billboard after billboard. You watch the news. It's commercial after commercial. They all say, we're working for you. We're here for you. Give us a call. We'll fight hard for you. A lot of that's just lip service, though. They say it because they want your business. More importantly, they say it because they want your money. That's not Pat. That's not Lawler and Associates. I've known Pat for an awful long time. There's a reason that his consultation is free. He wants to make sure that he and the folks at Lawler and Associates can take on your case and win your case and get you the compensation you deserve. Slip and fall, an automobile accident, a motorcycle accident, a boating accident, Pat's going to fight for you. He's going to work for you. Lawler and Associates, they have decades of trial experience. They know how to battle for you. They know the right process to take, and they're trusted. That's the biggest thing. It can be a rough industry. Trust is a big deal and the core of what Pat Lawler and Lawler Associates do. That's wanttolawyerup.com for that free consultation. Wanttolawyerup.com, Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. All right, let's uh, hit up Twitter here because uh, we asked the question, what are the the destination jobs left in uh, college football? In back-to-back days, 
We have had Lincoln Riley leave Oklahoma for USC. I mean, Tina, I did an hour yesterday. An hour, almost a whole damn hour on what are the most surprising coach boltings of all time. Because Lincoln Riley going to USC seemed downright stunning on Sunday when it happened. I never heard of Lincoln Riley until this. So just trust me on so, this. So yeah, I, I, I will trust you that this is a big deal. It is a big deal. And then Brian Kelly going to LSU, leaving Notre Dame. It's not even where he ends up. That's part of the story, but 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 voluntarily leaving Notre Dame, which you would think is still one of the few jobs where someone gets it and they say, I want this to be a lifetime appointment. They want to go full Supreme Court justice on it. And he just left it. He 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 just left it. To chase dollars. It's one thing for me to be surprised, though. Dopey me pontificating on air every day at noon here in the, the West Palm Beach market. But Paul Feinbaum on his show yesterday and then this morning on SportsCenter, he was talking about the ramifications of Brian Kelly to LSU. And even he, the great Paul Feinbaum, he's done a little bit better than me in the industry. He was shocked. Listen to this from Paul Feinbaum on Brian Kelly. The idea that Notre Dame, which growing up, Notre Dame was it. There was no bigger name than Notre Dame. Uh, everybody uh, looked at Notre Dame to, to see you know, what, what the best and the brightest look like. And the idea that a coach who's been there 12 years, who's been very successful, is on the verge of his best recruiting class, maybe get in the playoff, maybe not, probably not. Leaving Notre Dame to go to LSU, it is one of the most shocking things that I have ever encountered. One of the most shocking things that I have ever encountered. And it, that's Paul Feinbaum. It is. It truly is. Like I said earlier, everything I thought I knew about college football and what's desirable and what's not has been completely torn to shreds. I mean, just blown to shrapnel over the last 48 hours. This is wild. Like, this is unprecedented. And I still don't quite know if a Pandora's box has been opened where we're going to see every offseason these big-time Power 5 coaches. Like, it's one thing for, for James Franklin to leave Vanderbilt to go to Penn State. Vanderbilt sucks. Yes, it's in the SEC, but Penn State's an appreciably better job. You have two guys who have won championships or been on the doorstep of national championships, both leaving their programs for arguably... Worse jobs, but significantly more money. I don't know how to how to consume that. Is that opening a Pandora's box? Or are we never going to see something like that before? Like this is crazy. Now you know Tina where I stand on making a run for the money. <laughs> you know that if I love ESPN West Palm and I love all of you listening right now, but fifteen million. Yeah, if someone came calling and said, uh, "Hey Ken, uh, six figure, bye." Bye. I'd be gone. I'd be gone. <laughs> I shut off the mic. I'd run out the door, and you'd have to do the remaining half hour. That's what I'm saying, though. Like this is, I, I kind of think. Well, okay. Here's the two things. Fifteen million dollars. That's a lot of money. And I, I get <laughs> yeah. it. I get it. Like per year, not just total contract. Yeah, that's per cr- year. That's crazy money. They're going to teams that are you. You say not as great as you know. Again, Notre Dame to LSU. But what if they? Again, that's a lot of money. And then, again, they're going to this worst team, but they could make that team. Like, really, I think it's just the passion for the game. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, yes, making a lot of money. And the passion for money. And, yeah, but I'm saying, yeah, that's a bonus. You get to get a team that maybe isn't doing too great, pick them back up, bring them back to the top, 
and you're getting paid $15 million a year? That doesn't sound great to you? It sounds good. And maybe there is something to be said for it being a professional challenge. That's what you're sort of getting at. Uh, a chance to take on a, a, a new project. But neither of them had won a national championship at their previous school. So now they're going to some place. And LSU was just in it a few they years ago. They just did win it a couple of years ago with Ed Orgeron and Joe Burrow at quarterback. Absolutely. Uh, but Brian Kelly is such a weird fit, I think, for LSU. I, I can't imagine him. I mean, nerdy Brian Kelly going down to the bayou. Like, I don't, I, I, I don't know how that's going to work. That seems like a weird fit. Like Lincoln Riley, young, energetic, clean cut, kind of looks a little bit like a movie star. He'll fit in well at USC. But even Lincoln Riley I have questions about because this is a guy who's real sensitive. Any criticism he gets, and that was in Norman, Oklahoma. And I know you've never been, Tina, but there's nothing in or around Norman, Oklahoma, okay? The media that cover Oklahoma in Norman, Oklahoma, not exactly New York media. They're definitely handling you with kid gloves. And Lincoln's sensitive. And Lincoln is combative. And Lincoln Riley is someone who, after a a student reporter from the student newspaper at Oklahoma this year, was able to break a story on an injury to a quarterback because he simply watched practice from a dorm room. Lincoln Riley banned media for the rest of the year. Like, that's how sensitive that guy is. Wow. He's going to go to L.A. It's going to meet some friction. If he's going to act like that and be in his feelings like that, it's going to be a rough ride for him. Well, well, hey, he can just block the media. He's He's still making all this money. (laughs) <laughs> and do whatever like he, he wants. Like that, he he probably doesn't care. He's gonna be like, "Hey, I don't. You don't have to be here if you want to say all this stuff. I don't like it. You may go home and be upset at night, but he's still making the big bucks." There is something to be said for what you brought up. Like, yeah, th- this is a passion for the game. Yeah, I don't think but, like money's great, but I think it's really like if you're if and, and two, you want to be a good coach. You're gonna keep making that money if you're just there for the money. You're you're not gonna stay there long because you're not if they don't care about it. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. But I also think in a place where neither of those coaches actually won a national championship, they're leaving some significant unfinished business going to their new locales. I think that Brian Kelly has a better chance to win quicker than Lincoln Riley does based on resources, though USC is a bit easier conference in the Pac-12 to elevate themselves. Either way... The motivating factor here, the majority motivating factor, is money. Perhaps you're right, and there's a passion for football, and this is a professional, uh, a, a professional decision where I want to, I want to bring something back to prominence. Maybe, maybe, but it's a lot easier to make that decision when you're having your two houses paid for, uh-huh. and having a new mansion bought, a mansion bought for you, yes. and having a private plane given to your family, yes, and in Brian Kelly's case going down to make almost $15 million a year. That makes that decision to challenge yourself Bye. professionally a lot easier. Exactly. Are there any destination jobs left in college football? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at ESPN West. Palm, uh, the question on Twitter, what are college football's destination jobs? Uh, Finhead replies, when they're paying $100 million contracts anywhere. I'll coach at the University of Siberia for that pay. (laughs) Me too. Me too. (laughs) Me too.
Uh, Siberia, by the way, uh, I was watching a documentary, this was probably, I don't know, a year ago, on lemmings. Do you know what lemmings are? No. Uh, They live in cold weather climates, and uh, what they do annually is they get in big groups, and they throw themselves off a cliff. Those are lemmings. Are they animals? Yeah. Okay. What do you think they were? I had no idea. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I had no idea what they were. They're small, furry, hamster-looking animals, and And they they throw themselves off. They get together and they throw themselves off, um, off of a cliff. That's so sad. Yeah, it is. It is really sad because they're very cute. And then they hit the (laughs) ground and they're they're very um they're very flat and dead. (laughs) Uh, the uh, Hooter hater on Twitter, Texas, Bama, Florida, Ohio State. Georgia, LSU, USC, Michigan would be top-tier jobs, in my opinion. Texas, yes. But again, only because they're paying. They have overpaid every coach that they've had since Mac Brown for zero results. Texas, based off prestige, is not a draw because they only have one national championship in the last 50 years. Alabama, it wasn't that. Before Nick Saban took over. Now, perhaps it's a destination job. But again, I think only if you pay. Bama's special because Nick Saban made it special. Not because they're doing anything extraordinary with money. Florida? Are they really a destination job? Is that why Billy Napier is the new head coach? Uh Uh-uh. I don't think so. Ohio State, you can make a case. Michigan, you could probably make a case. LSU, no. Money made them a destination job. By the way, if anybody can tell me how LSU in a state of Louisiana that is in financial peril is paying Ed Orgeron $17 million buyout and then able to pay Brian Kelly $15 million a year, can someone explain to me how they're actually able to do that? I'm a dope. I don't get math. But that doesn't add up. That doesn't seem like that's a good idea. I don't know. Maybe it's just me.